Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Picasso knows your vacation home is your best home. It's the place that brings family and friends together. It's where you're the best version of yourself. Picasso makes it easy to co-own a luxury vacation home in amazing locations. Listings start at 200K for one-eighth ownership. Picasso does all the work for you. Luxury furnishings, maintenance, billing, scheduling, and more. And you can resell on Picasso's marketplace anytime, historically for a 10% gain. Visit Picasso to see thousands of listings. That's P-A-C-A-S-O dot com. Welcome to Money Making Conversations. It's the show that shares the secrets of success experienced firsthand by marketing and branding expert Rashawn McDonald. I will know he's given me advice on many occasions. And in case you didn't notice, I'm not broke. You know he'll be interviewing celebrity CEOs, entrepreneurs, and industry decision makers. It's what he likes to do. It's what he likes to share. Now it's time to hear from my man, Rashawn McDonald. Money Making Conversations. Here we go. Welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass. I'm your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspire people to develop a plan to reach their dreams. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. You can only exceed expectations by believing in yourself. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, leave with your gifts and don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dreams. My guest on the show is Tavana. Evans. She's a 47-year-old uh, New York and uh, New York uh, mon- mom- mompreneur. Let me get that out. Mompreneur. She didn't just put a new word out there and I can't even say it. She has been called the queen of crypto due to being an established crypto expert and the founder of the decentralized cryptocurrency known as Guapcoin. She was featured on Glamour magazines in May of 2018, Women's in Crypto, CNN, Bloomberg, Complex TV, CNBC, Reclare, and uh, Livity. Anything that has to do with talking about this new money that we as African-Americans, we as people of color need to be aware of it. I got on the show today to continue to educate me on it. Please work with the Money Making Conversation Masterclass, Tavana Evans. Hey, how are you? Well, two things when I bring an, an expert like you, Tavana, because I'm going to tell you, I, uh, I am a credit card person. I am a cash person. <laughs> I am a guy who uh, knows the banking systems that I've been raised on. And so now you're introducing a digital currency platform that some people and even myself when it came out I said oh this is a scam how you cuz I couldn't I, I couldn't hold my money I couldn't hold a credit card I couldn't hold $5 $10 or coins 
What has been is is that the is that the world that you hear a lot from a person like me or people like me when it comes to cryptocurrency? Absolutely. But I love the way you started out by saying new money, Mm -hmm. because most of us in our community don't realize that this is actually money. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, There a lot of people think that crypto is either a stock or just simply an investment instrument or, you know, uh, or like you said, a scam. Mm -hmm. Um, But what they fail to realize is that it's been around for well over a decade now Mm -hmm. and the rest of the world is using this every day and we're behind as Americans and then we're even further behind as black Americans. Well, here's my whole thought to try to simplify the world. When people say, well, well, cryptocurrency, I don't live like that because like I go to this kind of like fast food restaurant called Guava, Guava. Kava, Kava, C-A-V-A. You can't even use cash. So I got to use a credit card to do business in there. So I'm already in the digital currency world that crypto is living in, okay? And then when you have a credit card, you have a credit card limit put on there. So so you're already in that digital currency world because you're spending money technically that you are being granted based on your credit reach. And so, if you right, but there's a huge difference. Though, okay, cool. Right? I'm just saying. I'm just trying so, to trying to wrap my mm-hmm. head around mm-hmm. people who are listening, mm-hmm. so they can know they kind of dealing in this digital space already. Right, they are. They and are. then I brought yeah. you on the show, Tavana, to kind of transition us to this new space, this new money space that's happening that we need to be a part of. So that's I want to. I was going to stop right there, so then you can take us. Uh, explain, Rashawn. Good, good example, but the wrong example. Right, it's a great example. Don't get me wrong, but there's a huge difference, and it's that actual difference that we kind of fall behind on. When you're talking about credit, you're talking about a centralized system that's not really your money, right? So you right. talked about, you mentioned limits. You mentioned, um, you know, we all credit limits, and you know, even when we're using a debit card, we still have debit card limits. But when it comes to cryptocurrency, you are the bank, so this is your money. There are no limits to what you can send and what you can spend. So that's a, the huge difference between um, crypto, the crypto digital currency, and the digital currencies that we're using. Is that this is your money? There is no intermediary between you and your money when it comes to decentralized crypto. And that's why people love it so much, because it's the it's disrupting the power structure structure that exists between you and your money. Right. And so now I know it's real because, like I said, the Staples Center was just named crypto in Los Angeles mm-hmm. where the Lakers and the Clippers play in Los Angeles. So nobody's going to give naming rights to something that's a fad or a scam. And so mm-hmm. so that 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 has a huge air of legitimacy. We talk about all these billionaires that it have made with through cryptocurrency. Now how did you get involved in crypto? Because like I said, we met several years ago while I was still managing Steve Harvey and you have a tech background and we were trying to develop a dating app and also an app tied to the to that famous strawberry letter at the time. So I know you have the tech background. So now you in the crypto world called the crypto queen. How did you make that transition? Because that was more just techie techie. Now this is fintech. <laughs> well, in 2014, I founded a company called Save to Me, and which was a peer-to-peer verification platform. And it was during that time when I came into the knowledge that Black people don't get funded by VCs, right? Mm-hmm. Um, not only Black people, but Black women. Black women get less than a percentage point. So when it came to time, the time for us to actually scale our MVP, there was no money to do so. 
right? So that caught my attention. Crypto caught my attention a little more because I saw that there were actual tech companies out there that were using crypto to raise funds for their projects, right? So it clicked to me, wow, crypto is money. Because believe it or not, I was introduced to Bitcoin a long time ago, but I didn't quite understand that Bitcoin was actually money, right? So it was at that point that I realized that this is money. And in our community, we've been talking about the black dollar for so long, but we really technically don't have a black dollar. But what if we did? And what if we had a black dollar that could ride on on the rails of a blockchain and it'd be transparent and it'd have more trust and and it would have government intervention? That was like a a light went off in my head. Mm -hmm. So not only did I see crypto as an opportunity for me to be able to get capital for all my great tech ideas, but Mm -hmm. I also saw it as an opportunity for us to use in our community and have greater access to money outside of VCs and banks, et cetera, that, you know, of course, are, you know, very not fair to right. our community. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And now if we, we hear the word uh, fair, we hear the word education, we hear the word uh, last in line, you know, that's what people of color are, are tied to those, you know, last hired, you know, last, to, first to let go or first fired, as some people may use that terminology. How can we uh, as African-Americans, because that's what I am and as an African-American, how can we, how can we start catching up? Well, one of the ways that we can start catching up is we have to start having more value in ourselves and having more value in what we offer. The Black tech community has is rich when it comes to solutions to our condition. However, we suffer from um, a lack of support. Right. You know, so, you know, we may come up with a platform that might be a social media platform, but people will prefer to be on Facebook, which is predatory, or they may prefer to be on Instagram or whatever. Right. And they don't really we don't really give our own a fair shake when it comes to tech. And I mentioned it, you know, before the show, tech is very buggy mm-hmm. and initially it's not the prettiest looking thing. It's not the pretty tech that actually goes on to being the the more successful. It's the more functional. Right. So we tend to have a lack of patience with these um, new tech that we put out, MVPs or whatever. It's and we we may compare it to other larger funded projects out there. There are projects out there. Um, for instance, um, uh, the guy who started uh, WeWork, right? His his company almost went under, but then he was refunded again a couple of hundred million dollars for a new project. Right. So in black tech, we have to come out and and compete with these guys who are coming in the the, coming in the space with hundreds of millions of dollars, even billion dollar valuations when we can't even raise a million dollars. Right. You know, and, and what we have to understand is that what gets us this money is the support. People in tech equal data, data equals currency equals money. So we need people to support our projects so that we can get to that level to where we can solve the problems and issues in our community and we can also flourish and, and close the wealth gap. Well, you know, I'm talking to uh, Tavana Evans. Um, she is the queen of crypto. Since 2017, she has been an expert global voice for blockchains, uh, language, bitcoins, uh, NFTs, uh, because that's what I've been trying to bring on the show. When you have money making conversation masterclass, you better talk about money and you better tell people how to understand money because we all know how to spend it to a certain degree. When inflationary times, you go up to a gas pump and you don't know if you can fill it up or halfway or quarter tank or just Here's five dollars, and five dollars basically would just get you home nowadays. So, with that being said, 
in the in the world that we live in, how does one get into the cryptocurrency world? That's going to be my first question to Tavana. Well, the first thing you want to do, and it depends on where you're coming from. Right. Some of us won't come from a creative side, like we, we're interested in maybe using this as a solution. And then others, we're just consumers. We want to see how we can use this um, more efficiently. So if you're coming in just as a basic person coming new to crypto, the first thing you want to do is get a wallet, right? Mm -hmm. And not only that, let me back up. The first thing you want to do is get a little education. Right. right. So we, we talk a lot about there not being crypto education, but yes, there nowadays there is more crypto education out there. There are more programs out there to get the basics. So mm -hmm. start out with a little crypto education, just a little bit. But the, the main thing that you want to do is you want to get a wallet. Wallets mm -hmm. are easy. They're free. And that's how you get, that's like the doorway or the gateway into crypto. You know, I know in the, in the community, it's like a little Southern thing. You say you have a wallet, you know, you're going to eventually have money to fill it up. Right. right? <laughs> so, you know what I mean? So you, but, but you got to get a wallet first. So yes, in crypto, you're going to get a wallet and it's not a physical wallet. It is a software. It's, it is digital. And they're all kind of wallets. You have non-custodial wallets and you have custodial wallets. Us crypto heads, we prefer that you get a non-custodial wallet. And what that means is you're getting a wallet that truly is connected to the blockchain and is not owned by someone else. So for instance, if you go on, if you sign up to Coinbase, for instance, you're going to get a custodial wallet. That's almost like having a bank account, meaning you got to prove who you are and they, oh, they actually hold your wallet. It's not yours. And a, a friend of, um, a, of mine, another crypto person, he goes, uh, Bitcoin Zay, he goes, it's not your keys, it's not your cheese. Mm -hmm. So basically, if you don't have your keys or your wallet key, then someone else is holding it and they actually hold your funds. So you want to have a non-custodial wallet, which they're going to give you keys. So that means if you decide that you want to take your money somewhere else, or even if you want to take your crypto offline and store it on a paper somewhere, you always have your keys and you can do that. So I, we always suggest that you get a non-custodial wallet to start out with. So you truly own your money. Now, uh, Guapcoin, we, that's something that started in 2017 and you wanted the inspirations when it was launched, is a decentralized cryptocurrency similar to Bitcoin. Okay, so let's let's talk about Bitcoin because I want to like, at the end of this interview, hopefully I've, I've, I've simplified some of the terminology. You know, we talked about the wallet. You talked about custodial and non-custodial. That's an education point right there. Custodial means you don't have ownership of your money. Basically, you've opened a bank account. A non-custodial mm -hmm. means you have control. You can take your money where you want to take, offline or keep it online. Now, let's mm -hmm. go to this Guapcoin, which is a decentralized cryptocurrency. Well, decentralized, again, we always stress that because that means that there's no middleman, no company or anything running it. This is a cryptocurrency that's strictly owned by the people. Right. And what I mean by the people is when you get a wallet, then you become an owner, a stakeholder in this whole project, right? And that's what makes it similar to Bitcoin because Bitcoin is also a decentralized crypto. That means that there's no owner. There's no company running, the, the pulling the strings in the background. There's nobody you can call for customer service on Bitcoin if you have a problem. And um, you have to participate in the company so that, and I'm sorry, in the community because that's what these cryptos are about. Decentralized cryptocurrencies are about community. They're based on community. So the community gets to cheer and rah 
are and, and tell everybody get this crypto and all of that because they're all equal stakeholders in this thing. No one can just come and pull the plug. That's the difference with a decentralized crypto as well. No one can come and pull the plug and say, hey, this project is going to get shut down and we're going to just take it and we're going to run. No one can take your money because that is your, you're right. going to have it in a non-custodial wallet, right? And you have say, you get to vote a lot, you know, you get to be a part of community and you have say in the direction of the crypto in the future. So this is the model that we chose for Guapcoin because this really truly gives us autonomy when it comes to money. And it's going to breed trust in the community when it comes to money as well. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Well, you know, Facebook changed their name to Meta, you know, which mm-hmm. I, nobody saw that coming. And so you have this whole Meta. And it's really interesting how, you know, you watch these Marvels and DC, like I, I watch I watch uh, The Flash on um, CW. And so that's where mm-hmm. Metaverse comes to my world, all these different Metas. Okay. So that's the first introduction into the world of Metaverse was mm-hmm. through this, uh, you know, these action adventure series. And so when I started, when I heard that Facebook was changing their name to Meta, and then, you know, when you start talking about Guap City as an echo, sustainable Metaverse, a real-life smart city, which focuses on educating the citizens on land ownership. Let's talk about that smart city. Let's talk about the Metaverse. Let's talk about all these ter- terminology, which tend to jump from fantasy land to reality. And when it becomes reality, that's where the education comes on, and that's when you need to go... It's just a, just re, when when a major company, a billion dollar company, says, "Call us Meta now," we need to start listening, especially when they control the social media platforms that we all participate in. Oh yeah, I mean, as a geek, I'm a total metaverse geek. Um, right. I've been involved in the metaverse for a long time as well. It's not a new thing; been around for a, a, quite a bit. Um, but the metaverse, we felt, is not going to solve our problems so solely as African Americans and as the global diaspora, because a lot of our problems exist offline. We don't even have the the money, the resources as a collective to even catch up to where they are in terms of building the the metaverse and those products, right? So we have to solve both problems. And we also have to solve problems that are coming, whether it's the recession, whether it's food insecurity. Um, And we also have to solve the problem of educating our folks to become more sustainable and and, um, so that we can survive, you know, um, the things that are coming. So these are, these are, problems that we feel are unique to us that also can go hand in hand with the metaverse. So we've been acquiring land in Georgia uh, and, you know, basically we bought it up under the moniker of Guap City. So we're trying to build a sustainable city and a sustainable city model, which will function as a framework that other people can use to create sustainable cities, whether it's um, in another state or whether it's in another country. Right. So so our whole thing is to build this foundational model that is governed by the blockchain, which is um, what we call DAOs or decentralized autonomous organizations, which allow people to vote on practically everything you need to do when it comes to a city, right? And not only vote, but vote in a transparent way, in a dis- undisruptible way. So there's no, um, somebody's tampering with voting papers and all of that, <laughs> but you can actually vote on the immutable blockchain, mm-hmm. uh, which creates more security. 
Mm-hmm. So um, the, the concept of the DAO is kind of sort of still new, right? And right. we don't want our folks to be left behind that as well, you know, because of, you know, the technology gap that exists. So we're opening up this world to, um, you know, to African-American and global diaspora so that we can, you know, not only just catch up so we can also thrive when it comes to um, building smart cities and, and also building metaverses, because that's what we're doing. We're building metaverses. Mm-hmm. There's actually not a metaverse. There is metaverses. Anyone can create a metaverse. And that's a misunderstanding um, that's kind of been put out there a little bit. Maybe it's been put out there so we can kind of, you know, be yanked up into one construct by somebody. But anyone can build a metaverse. It's not just a one thing, you know. So we, we're trying to dispel a lot of the myths out there about right. these technologies as well that may potentially um cause a disadvantage to us because we, number one, we have great social capital. And a lot of these companies would love to be able to tap into our social capital to push along their agendas and their platforms and stuff. And we want to own ours. So, you know, that's the difference. Well, you know, that I got to go to the other page because people see money um, and they see an opportunity. They're poorly educated or not educated enough. So how does one avoid the wrong relationship or the scam relationship or the relationship that's not a scam? You just invested in the wrong direction or open your wallet on the wrong platform. Let's start with uh, your wallet where you should open it at. I think the best protection is community. Mm-hmm. That's why I said that the foundation of these projects are community. You should be joining communities that align with your core principles. Okay. You know, and and not just joining a community because of money. A community okay. that says, "Yeah, you're going to make a ton of money by joining our community." No, you should be joining communities that align with your core principles that are working on real life solutions that impact you in a real life way. You know, and and that's going to you know, again, make you want to delve a little bit deeper, make you more comfortable in what you're doing. You're not a fish out of water. You're not just joining on some project that you know nothing about, but they're promising you all of these payments and, in, in, um, you know, future riches and et cetera. That's not what we're promising with Guapoin. We're, we're promising a tool that we can all use to come together and build a financial community and then build a data, a data community and use our resources to reinvest in our offline communities. So, you know, you want to find something that you can align with. And that's what people were doing earlier on. Earlier on, there were many projects and people would find projects that they really were interested in, that it could be something like Save the Dolphins, you know, Mm -hmm. but you were really interested in this this project. So you joined the project and you put your, your, you not only invested your money, but you invested your interests and you invested your time in these projects. So I think that's the big key. The key is to align with those projects that align with you. Right. And so it's all about, like I said, um, relationships, which is it just which is typical in trying to establish credit. You know, you have to uh-huh. work for a company to develop a to understand they, that company has a long-term investment in you. You invest your time into the company. In order to get credit, you got to pay people on a timely basis. But in this cryptocurrency world, I guess the word is just digital. It gets old habits are hard to break. I guess that's the term I should put into this conversation. And then a comfort zone. You know, we're already, as African-Americans, we don't invest enough in the stock market. 
enough. We don't, we're not, we're, we're low end participants in that world. Uh, we, you know, we still go to these check cashing places to cash out checks. We don't have the banking facilities in African-American neighborhoods, even though the younger generation of us are very prone to use, and I say prone in a very positive amount, apps, which they still are the generation that may start investing in the cryptocurrency. I ask you this question, and I say you the expert to say this, but is the older generation lost in trying to understand the cryptocurrency world? Not at all. My grandmother was 99 years old. She passed away in January and she was one of my biggest supporters with Blockcoin. Mm -hmm. She very well understood what we were trying to do in terms of creating a currency that we could use in mm -hmm. our community. Mm -hmm. She understood totally. So I felt if my 99 year old grandmother can get it, anyone could get it. Of course, the younger generations, they're more socially savvy. And really this, you know, we, you talked about how we, we haven't really invested in these other things, but we're fully invested in social media. Don't, don't, you know, we can't discount that, you know, we're fully invested in social media. Like if we were to pull out of Instagram and that would include all of the celebrities that we know tomorrow, then where would Instagram Graham be? Um, Snoop already said that he was one of the first celebrities on Instagram and pulled in a lot of people with him when he came. Right. So we have to understand that we've already been investing with our social capital. So we're savvy enough to now take our social cap capital and leap to another system and actually monetize our social capital because that's what crypto does. Crypto gives us the ability to monetize our social value and our social capital. People always ask, well, where does it come from? Where does the value come from? It comes from you. It comes from your social value. Right. And and, and when you do that, you know, you win. I'm talking to Vanna uh, Evans. She is the, she's called the Queen of Crypto, which I think is the title most appropriate. And like I said, when I bring people on my show, Money Making Conversation Masterclass, I, a work in history or work in relationship is very important. And she reminded me, Rashawn, we met before. And this, <laughs> I said, when? She said, 2009. I was doing an app for you on your dating app, which really comforted me because when I, I'm going to tell you something, Devonna, when I, because people listen to me, people have a trust in me. And when I bring individuals on this show and they start talking about cryptocurrency, you know, they, it comes with a warning label, you know, because of the fact that do your research, just don't, just because I'm bringing somebody on there, or, you know, understand there is risk. You know, there's no there's risk when you get on an airplane, there's risk when you drive your car, but this is direct risk because it involves your money. How can they reach out to you? How could they, or, or do you have courses? Do you have uh, online uh, uh, setups where people can uh, take monthly uh, pay subscriptions to be educated? Because my big walk away from this interview is that they need to find you, educate themselves based on your legacy uh, that you put out there and your reputation. Yeah, absolutely. Well, there's two ways. I am a masterclass teacher on a platform called Class Rebel. That's classrebel.com. Um, and we have free introductory crypto classes that lead into a longer, more intensive couple of day crypto classes. So if you follow me on social media, um, whether it's LinkedIn, Tavana Evans, or or Twitter, Tavana Evans, or even Guapcoin, you'll see your way to get into our free crypto um, class. And then also we have an initiative called 1millionwallets.com. Wow. And One Million Wallets is our, is our effort to go out anywhere someone asks us to show up, mm -hmm. 
and instruct their, the people on crypto. So whether it's your church or whether it's your organization, or if you could get together 20 to 50 people, we will show up. I will show up personally and educate you on cryptocurrency. Um, so that's one of our other initiatives as well. One million, it's one million wallets.com. Um, and you can visit us at guapoin.org and we have some links. We'll have links also to one million wallet, but that's our big initiative. We want to go, you know, I decided like six months ago, I want to get on the streets. Like I want to be right there on the streets, educating people about this, you know, and, you know, that's where we came up with 1 million wallets because we want to get a million people to get a wallet. Uh, it's free. Just get a wallet, right. you know, and in the process of getting a wallet, you help us to be able to grow to a point where we can help you and we can teach you all you need to know about crypto and answer all of your questions. First of all, I'm excited. Uh, I want you to do me a favor. I have a newsletter sure. that goes out every Wednesday at 10 a.m. It yeah. goes out to 66,000 plus. We have an open rate of about 36%. So that means that they don't discard my newsletter when it comes across their desk. The industry standard, I think, is like 15% open rate. And I like the, those free classes. If you have a banner that you can email to me so we can put that in our newsletter, and I love that 1 million wallets, I like to, I like, I like to become an advocate, if you don't mind. Because you I like to be able to, to to educate myself and educate my base, but the free uh, the free uh, crypto classes I think can really get them in, and I like to put it drop it in my newsletter if you don't mind. Thank you, awesome. Yeah, Love so that. so uh, give with uh, Marissa, or who handles all the bookings on this show for this particular segment, and I really am sincerely telling you, Devon Evans, I may not have remembered you from two thousand nine, but I remember <laughs> you in twenty twenty two. I want your help. I want to use your talents. I want to use your abilities to help turn that curve. Like you said, just sign up for a wallet. It's free. I need to put my name on a wallet. You know, Telvin, who's my producer in this for this show every week, he needs to put his name on a wallet. So we can start at least creeping into that world and develop some level of comfort that we can be a participant and it's not a scam. It's not something that you, that you should avoid. You should avoid it. You should run to it. Run to it with a with proper family guidance. That's what I took away from you. Family and visionary, and I consider you a visionary. But Tavana, most importantly, thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Thank you. You've been wonderful. And again, this is a show about cryptocurrency, Bitcoin. We didn't talk about NFTs, but she can help you out there. But we're going to put our banner, her banner in our in our newsletter on a weekly basis. So it offers free classes that can educate you about cryptocurrency. So don't stop, don't stop yourself from being a part of the uh, economic gains that are being made out there, especially in the digital currency world. The metaverse is real, y'all. As she said, metaverses. <laughs> Absolutely. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rushan McDonald. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations, Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week, I sat down with award-winning civil rights attorney, best-selling author, media personality, and child advocate, Ariva Martin. She explains the importance of not getting lost in power and using it to disrupt the systems of oppression. If you are a woman, particularly if you are a woman of color, you are still likely to run 
head straight into some systems that might hold you back, that might create some barriers. And we still have a lot of work to do. And as women that make it to the top, we've got to not just focus on our own personal gains financially and status wise. We've got to get in those positions and use our status to disrupt some of these systems so that other women, other minorities can walk through the door. If you want to listen to this full interview with Arriva Martin, it's available on moneymakingconversations.com. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Welcome to Money Making Conversation Masterclass. I am your host, Rashawn McDonald. I recognize that we all have different definitions of success. For you, it may be the size of your paycheck. Mine is inspiring people to accomplish their goals and live their very best life. It's time to stop reading other people's success stories and start writing your own. People always talk about their purpose or gifts. If you have a gift, lead with your gift. If you don't let and don't, Remember this, don't let your friends, family, or coworkers stop you from planning or living your dream. Lead with your gift. My next guest is the underground seafood chef, Natasha Billups, or Natasha, look at me, hey, my, little, my little Superman, my little Mega Man fail when I said her name. That's how hot mama, she's, she's a beautiful, beautiful Chef Natasha B. You've heard about her fried, her king fried, fried king legs, her fried lobster tails, and Jack Daniels ribeye. Well, she is on the show to talk about them and how it all started when she was just selling plates to get ahead, get her attention. Chef Natasha B is an award-winning celebrity chef, a single mom to three children starting eight years and younger. She experienced some big changes in her life, divorce, moving back, in with her parents. I did that in college. I know about that experience. Getting kicked out of nursing school, learning to, well, I love this. this is going to be a great story. Listen to how she took her experiences and her passion and turned them into a business. She also stares what is coming up in a pipeline for her expiring chefs and how and what she does to help them out. Please welcome to Money Making Conversations Masterclass, the one and only chef, Natasha B. How you doing, Natasha? Can I'm I say Tasha or should I say Natasha? Should I say Natasha? Yes, that's perfect. Okay, cool. Because you know, quickly, you know, I, I you know, because you seem so so relaxed. You seem like a, you know, because perception when you hear the word chef, you have to come at birth people mm-hmm. with a certain angle, or you know, you kind of like be a little bit more stiff. But you seem like you're really down to earth, a natural person who listens to good music, know how to dance, and have a good time. Am I seeing the right person? Or I'm just, or I'm, or I'm, or I missed the boat by a hundred miles. You know, you have me like ninety percent. The only ten okay. percent is I can't dance. I have two oh. left feet. <laughs> oh wow, wow! Now let's talk about. Okay, now why can't you dance, Natasha? Because you know what I'm saying is that because in the kitchen is a rhythm to kitchen cooking. You know that. You get in the rhythm, yes. you know, uh, and like I don't listen to when I cook, I cannot listen to music. I, I tried to listen to sports and destroyed so many meals. I realized, OK, you have to be focused when you're in the kitchen. So what is your tone of your kitchen when you're in there? Or do you listen to anything or you just focus on the meal at hand? You don't like people talking to you. What is the role that you play as a chef when you're preparing meals? Oh, I definitely want to hear music. I definitely want to hear music. Um, So I will dance, especially if my clients are dancing. Mm -hmm. I'll catch their vibe and, you Mm -hmm. know, I'm going with the flow. But I definitely want music. It helps me just 
just good music though. It helps me stay in a place of love and stay happy. So all, right. all of that transfers to the food. Right. And so when you when you talk about music, you know, and because music is emotion. And the food, everybody know food emotes emotion. Good food, you know, makes you smile, make you talk, make you make you just want to share good stories. And some people say good food make them go to sleep if they eat too much of it. What type yeah. of music do you do you feel kind of like um, equates to your brand of uh, of the culinary works that you deliver as far as desserts, as far as uh, as far as uh, meals, as far as entrees that you deliver to the general public? AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Do you dream of a healthier life, but education feels out of reach? Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School of Natural Health makes holistic education accessible with online programs to fit your busy schedule. Trinity School's Certified Natural Health Professional Program is the perfect entry point to gain foundational knowledge to empower yourself, your family, and your community to live healthier lives. Turn your passion into a career. Visit trinityschool.org for more info now. Um, I most always listen to some gospel before. Oh, okay, I, okay, okay. You know, I, I usually always pray, and it's a gospel song at some point before you uh, get to it. the food, before the food gets to you. Well, you know, I think it's because, you know, we're supposed to pray before we break bread anyway. So, you know, I'm, I'm getting a double blessing with your meals. You you got the spirit, <laughs> then you're going in the kitchen with the spirit, and then when you serve the meal, we pray again. We got a double dose of, of the of the Lord's blessing on top of this meal. Is, is, there a, <laughs> is, there, is there a particular reason why you've chosen this direction of, because uh, you seem like a person, based on your resume, they could do a lot of things because you talked about nursing school. Why did they eventually become, Natasha, why became food the direction? Being in the kitchen, what 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 clicked for you that made you say, "This is where I'm the most comfortable. This is where I feel my dreams should be built out of." Yeah. So um, I had started two journeys. I had the journey of nursing school, and it was something that I always wanted. You know, right. as a, a new single mom, the job security was just there. It was like you know, get that nursing degree. 
And while I pursued nursing school, I also started cooking. Okay. I started selling plates. And as you take a step, you know, God's going to basically, he's going to order your steps. So as you take a step out in faith, not knowing, hey, what's going to click, nursing school died out. I got kicked out of nursing school and I literally was like, okay, God, if cooking is what I'm supposed to do, then you're going to open up this door for me and it's going to work. And literally the moment that I got kicked out of nursing school, cooking just, it was, cooking was already building, but once nursing school was no longer an option, cooking took off. I began traveling every single month. Um, This month, April is my first time that I'm like, hey, I'm going to sit down in April, guys. I'll see you back in May. I'll uh-huh. be traveling again in May. But as a traveling chef, um, April is right now is my first time. I'm like, hey, I'm not traveling this month. Now, I'm not now, traveling. now because you, you, you used the word, you got kicked out of nursing school. I'm just reading from your bio. How do you get kicked out of nursing school, Natasha B.? Oh, my goodness, because nursing is about following directions. Yes. So you bake. Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to baking, there's a certain time that you have to make sure wet together, make sure dry together. It's the same thing with nursing. You really have to follow directions. Right. And for me, it's not about uh, knowing the right thing. It's about the rules and you know. Right. Um, so I didn't follow the rules like on the first day. <laughs> I didn't follow the rules on the first day. You know, I'm like, hey, this is what you're supposed to do. Right, I'm right. helping my patient. <laughs> well, the nurse, my um, my charge nurse, she's like, I need you to step out. My my patient's laying in the bed like, she was the best nurse I ever <laughs> you know, like they love me, but it's not about being the best and, and doing what you know is the right thing. It's about following the rules. And right. then also, I just feel like you know, my steps are ordered. Mm-hmm. How you get kicked out on the first day? Right, 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 <laughs> hey, right, 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 right. But that, like I said, you know, my degree is in mathematics. Got a degree in mathematics. Okay. I'm not doing anything related to mathematics other than counting money because I don't even do my own taxes, okay, because I'm fearful of doing my taxes. That's how, you know, that's my, 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 my numbers amount to my degree. Very smart dude, got a okay. degree, it's on the wall, I can brag about it. So when you said nursing yeah. wasn't you, that's a good thing because you didn't get so down further, far down the line. It frustrated you from seeing what you really were capable of or what your destination should be. Why did you choose nursing? Uh, so like you said earlier, nursing was just felt like it was a uh, a place where you can get a, a valued education, a secure job for you and your family. Was that the reason or did someone else tell you, girl, you should go there and you were following their lead? Um, it's a little bit of both. Mm-hmm. You know, I tried nursing school back in 2009 mm-hmm. and then I got married and moved away and that, so it just burned down. And then right. being divorced, it was like, Hey, what are you going to do now? It's like, remember you had the passion mm-hmm. for caring for people. You're so loving. You're so smart. Just go back to school. Right. And it really helped me get back on track. So I don't discredit any of the time that I spent, you know, pursuing that degree, because it kind of helped me refocus and become disciplined again. And um, it gave me something to do after the, the divorce, you know, a purpose again. Right. Which, which is really cooking with a better purpose. Well, <laughs> now let's go to the others, because you said, Rashawn, you know, I didn't want to follow the rules. Now, are you a self-taught chef? Did you go to culinary school? So I am a self-taught chef. 
I have no official culinary training. I am just a foodie. Foodie. Okay, see that, that I'm self-taught, but you see, so you are a different level, though. So you are, you doing some things. I look at your, I look at your, your, your Instagram. I look at your pictures or videos. I go, okay, she is. This, this is some natural gifts. What? Okay, let me use me as an example. Why are you so different from me as a self-taught person? Because you know all your all your final presentations look so polished, so elegant. Are you just a person that looks in a magazine or looks in a book, and you able to replicate that look? How are you able to do that, Natasha B? Um, I want to call it like a it's it's a little bit of an obsession. <laughs> so I um I love presentation. You know, right. going a little bit back to the the nursing, being a nurse and just going through that school and, and knowing when you look at food, like your brain and your body, it already figures out how it's going to digest it. So you start eating your food before you start eating your food. So for me, as a way of like, OK, if I'm going to be a chef, if I'm going to sell my food, I want people to look at my food. Right. I want to look at my food and, right. and, and, and want to eat it before I smell it or taste it or anything. So that really separates me. I know um, when I first got started, a lot of chefs, they were using like aluminum pans. And you think there's really there's no new food. So how do I separate myself from the next chef? It's like, okay, my presentation and my service. So I make sure whenever I present my food to you that it is in the best way. Oh, it's outstanding. You know, I present, outstanding. Yeah, I present the best food to you. <laughs> outstanding. There's, there's no doubt about it. That's why I asked you, had you any uh, formal training? Because that's what it looks like. And that's an ultimate compliment to your natural skills. Now, but... Thank you. Now, the, the the brand that you go under is Underground Seafood. Now, yes, Underground always seems to me like you know you 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 working undercover. People don't know about you. You just like you just blazing this reputation, but you underground. And and once people find out about you, they're just blown away. That's what I hear the word underground. Now, obviously, there's a term that you put together, Underground and Seafood. Tell us about the brand Underground Seafood. Okay. Um, you really just hit the nail on the head. When I got divorced, my confidence dropped. It just did. You know, I'm literally rebuilding myself. And I know that with food, it's like, even though I'm still being shy and you're still embarrassed and you still like, I don't want people to really know about me, but you're like, I want you to eat this good food though. So I wanted to stay underground. I wanted mm-hmm. to stay low-key, fly under the radar. Hey, guys, I have this food. You know, just, you know, playing small. Um, and that's how I got my name. And it, it didn't stay small at all. As soon as people found out that I had fried king crab legs and fried lobster, you know, uh, word spread fast. But it spread, even that, it kind of spread underground. Because I would still tell people, it's like, hey, they would ask me, can I share your menu? And I'd be like, okay, you can share it here, but don't post it here. (laughs) So I tried to stay low-key. I tried to stay low-key. Okay, now, you try to stay low-key now. 
See that? See that word try, you know, out there on, on, on social media, videos. I'm trying to figure out how the word try and social media, they don't go together. You posted videos that go viral, Natasha B. How are you trying to be low-key? Uh, you know, it's a mental thing. You know, maybe oh, a mental thing. Head, a mental thing, huh? Oh, I'm looking at these videos going, I sure wish my <laughs> video could go viral. Uh, so, so when you yeah. first, when you first, you know, I'm inspired by you, first of all, Natasha B. Because I, because I think that when I created this platform, Money Making Conversation Masterclass, it was designed for people to show that everybody's journey is different. And it doesn't necessarily have to be, quote unquote, the proceed path. And the perceived path is that, you know, you go to school and, and then you get this job and, and then voila. And there are no flaws yeah. to that path. To me, the everyday person path is a path filled with flaws. And I always tell people, yeah. your key is not to make the same mistake. At least twice. Don't make it twice, okay? You can make it one time. Making it twice, you borderline just don't give a hoot. But in your case, mm-hmm. you know, you know, it all started selling plates. Now, yes. when I go to hearing the word selling plates, I go back to my church days. I go back to my fraternity days in college where we were just selling plates to 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 raise money, just a little bit of money. It wasn't a lot of money. But because sometimes it was more work making the plates than the money you got out the plates. Okay. So let's talk about how it all started to this evolution where the month of April, you ever take time off for yourself. And then back in May, you back in the grind. Mother's Day month, she back in the grind. So let's talk about that early start because like you said, when you got your divorce, you lost all your confidence. You you, you, you were insecure. You didn't have any direction. You just reaching out. You, reach, you reached out to nursing school. That wasn't the direction. And so when did that whole... I'm going to count on me. I'm going to depend on me. I, I'm going to go down being me. Um. So just, you know, just a little background. I, through the divorce, I found that cooking was such a passion for me and it brought me so much joy. So really, um, I started selling 10 plates because I annoyed my whole family. They're like, you're cooking lobster again. Like, you know, like, you're cooking king crab again. Can we get something else? So I had offered it up on social media. Hey, does anyone want to buy uh, plates from me? And when they bought, I think I sold 10 plates. And those 10 people literally told probably another set of Okay, 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 Natasha. You sold 10 plates where? I, I sold 10 plates out of my parents' home. So people drove up to your parents' home and got the food? Yes. Wow. Yes. They came and got it. They came and, and got you, it. And it was on like little, little plastic plates and, you know, you put a little aluminum foil on top or plastic spoons and so fork? I, um, you know, I'm kind of heavy-handed with my portion sizes, so they got oh, these yeah. pans. And I did this uh, red snapper, so fry the fish whole, with the onions, peppers, cilantro, I have the special sauce that I use, mac and cheese, which is now smack and cheese, and some stir-fried cabbage. And it was so good that they literally told all of their friends, like at least 10. Everybody told another set of 10 people. And the next week, they asked me to do the same thing. And it just continued to grow every single time, every single time. 
We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Now let's return to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. So who was ready to kick you out of their house first? Okay. You know, you turn their house into a into a uh, a stop and go. Okay, eat the go. Uh, uh, get yes. it while you, get it while it's hot. Go. Okay, people. Did you have a, like a, a window? They can only come ten to two or four to six. What were the rules that you put in place for this food business that you set up at your at your parents' home? So it was something like, hey, it was maybe like a four hour window because we're starting small. So it was like a four hour window. Hey, between these hours, you can come get your plate. And this it's is so, so funny. Now, if I, look, if I do it now, everyone has an exact time. Right. I don't do the window anymore. Right, right, right. Because then everyone comes at one time and, you know, um, I have you have an exact time that you can pick up now. Like you come at one fifteen with maybe three other people who are allowed to come at one fifteen, and you guys can get a plate. I've never heard this story before, and this is so original to me, and such a story filled with blessing and also support because you have to have support for that to happen. And so then, then people coming, and there's trust there too, because you know people coming to your house. You know that looks looks kind of like okay, she in a house. Okay, is it right? Is food coming out there right? And then, but they they then they told other people. So that means that they had to convince these people. You need to try this. I know it sounds crazy. She's over there cooking out of mom's house, but it's it's, it's work going over there. So, at what point did you realize you had something special in your talent, the underground seafood brand that Chef Natasha B at the time Natasha Billups was building? Um, I think when I started, when I fried king crab mm. and it was good, mm. I told my mom, I was like, that's it. I'm a millionaire. She's mm. like, okay, you made $500. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, nah, this is it. It's like, I know I only made 500 but I'm like, mom, I'm a millionaire. I'm a millionaire. And then I would, you know, I got to a month where the income was a thousand. And it's like, mom, I told you, look. I'm a millionaire. Like, I got it. Like, uh-huh. I don't know when I'm going to get it, but right. I got it. Right. Then you get to 2000 and you like, I do you hear what I'm saying? Right. Like, right. I'm going to keep flipping this thing. Mom, right. I got something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the once, it, once I did King Crab, you know, that was it for me. But the King Crab wasn't what caused me to go viral. Like, I'm known in Maryland for doing fried king crab legs. But um, I have this thing. Once I started doing private dinners, I'm always thinking about how I can make this dinner better. And I would do these fruit displays. Mm -hmm. And I would always look at it. This fruit display is beautiful. How can I make this better? So I started doing watermelon fruit displays. And I would do them for free, just over deliver every time I go in a client's home. And that's what actually caused me to go viral. Mm and I, and I like to tell this story because it's like, hey, no one was asking me for a watermelon display when I did it. My clients weren't paying me for it. I literally just figured out how to over deliver. And it's what caused me to go viral. It caused me to get even more clients. So now I can charge for it. Now, there's two things you hear in this conversation. First of all, when she says she was selling the plates, she kind of over delivered mm-hmm. on the food, which means that, mm-hmm. you know, I'll 
Black people, they like getting extra. You know, if you go to any restaurant, yeah. black people will take a doggy bag out of a restaurant. They, 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 I don't care if it's fries, it's rice. That's a win. That's a win right there. So she knew that. So then when she started doing these caterings, catering opportunities, she realized that, you know, I'm going to do these free watermelon decorations. And mm-hmm. they wouldn't ask it for it, but it also made her brand bigger and more thoughtful. And people saw extra value, and they supported her more. So as a young entrepreneur, these were just natural talents that you picked up on as a marketer, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm always thinking about, you know, what does this look like? <laughs> now, you, you work with a lot of different people. I saw that you're working with comedians now. I'm a former comedian. So what funny people have you worked with in this business that have eaten your fantastic food and made you the, I guess, I guess once you can say the, uh, the you're a celebrity chef. You really are. And uh, because you're a celebrity chef, you're able to start naming your ticket. You travel a lot. What's the next step in the type of guests that you have as far as, I know this beyond comedians, there are entrepreneurs, there are corporations, there are all type of people. But what's the goal? But first, let, let my audience know some of the working comedians you've been, you've been uh, you know, feeding lately. Eating. Um, my favorite foodie comedian is Timothy Shropshire in Charlotte, North Carolina. Um, he put me in contact with uh, Desi Banks. So I got to cook for Desi Banks. Um, I always have followed DC Irvin on social media. I right. saw him when he was in Philadelphia and I'm telling him like, hey, get cheesesteaks from here. But when you ever, whenever you come to Maryland, I have to cook for you. Right. So it just so happened kind of around this time last year, he was in Maryland and I reached out to him again. So I got to cook for DC Irvin and Marlon Waynes. So like, as far as some of my favorite comedians, them, and then I have my social media comedian, um, Curran Claiborne. Uh-huh. I just cooked for him <laughs> in uh, Baltimore and he's hilarious. Hilarious. So, yeah, those are my favorites. You know, know, the the beauty of uh, what you do, I'm just going to ask this question um, about the food specialty. You know, like I said, I I love hamburgers. I love pizzas. Pizza. And uh, and so anything that looks like a, a piece of fried chicken, I'm in. Okay. Why seafood? Why, 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 why did that become your food specialty, seafood? Oh, because I... It's two things. Personally, I love seafood. Okay. So really, I could be a pescatarian because I can eat fish, you know, shrimp. I can eat that every day of the week. So that for me is a passion. And then I also look around me to see just to know the climate of what everybody else is doing. Everyone is doing the hot honey wings and, you know, the Jamaicans, they got the oxtails, the Africans, they got the fufu and the peanut soup, you know? So it's like, what can I do to stand out? That's also a passion of mine. And seafood is definitely it. Like, one, I'm in Maryland. So Marylanders, we love seafood. So if I can present amazing quality seafood and I can hone in on that, and when you think about seafood, you think about fried king crab legs, fried lobster, you're going to think of me. So, right. right. You know, the beauty of this interview is that I see a person who um, is about empowerment. It's about being able to look in the mirror and see a lot of strength. At one point, you may have not seen that strength. 
but you see it now. And I'm sure you're willing to share that strength, especially with women who may feel like you, especially single moms who may feel they don't understand where they can go with their lives. Talk about that discovering that self-empowerment within yourself and how do you share it outside of the world of cooking? Um, just cooking became a source of empowerment for me because it gave me control over my life again. It increased my finances it increased my self-esteem. Um, and then I found that people through my pain and what I've been through, people begin to look at me as like a source of inspiration. And I never want you just to look at me and think, oh, that was so great for Natasha. I'm so glad God did that for Natasha. But like, you, you know, my situation is, is so common. It's so common to so many people. So many people have gone through what I've gone through. So I don't want you to look at me and just think, oh, inspiration. But I would love for you to take my story and to be empowered as well. I would love to help you as well. I have so many other chefs that have culinary training, They've graduated. They already have working, um, successful catering businesses. And they've reached out to me and asked me to be their mentor. And it's like, wow. You know, I'm looking at you like you have something to teach me. You went to school, you know, but they're still even with college training, they're still looking for that empowerment and that mentorship. So um, I'm actually working on a mentorship program now. That will be available later this year. And we're going to, you know, we're going to take other people and we're going to empower them, especially women and especially helping um, children and teens. If they want to get into cooking, I want them to know that, like, you can do this as well. You can do this as well. Well, you're you're an inspiration. Uh, I'm very happy I got the interview today on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. You know, her brand is Underground Seafood. Believe me. The word underground is just a just a phrase now because she's not underground no more. She's very much above ground. No, no. And she's out there doing her thing on social media. She's traveling this country. And and when you get that 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 conference together, please come back so we can talk about that. And we're the we're focused yes. on that part of your life, which I think is gonna become a, a major part of the blessing that you're gonna be sharing with other people. Right now you're sharing your blessings strongly in that kitchen, but I think your your next journey is gonna be outside the kitchen, but using the strength that you gained through seafood and the culinary world that you were not trained in, that God just gave you that talent to you and you stuck with it and you you took a, a, a person who didn't believe there was a future that she could shape, but you're shaping it, my friend. So Natasha B., Chef Natasha B., thank you for coming on Money Making Conversation Masterclass. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. And you're absolutely fantastic. <laughs> if you want to hear or see any of my interviews on Money Making Conversation, please go to moneymakingconversation.com. I'm Rashawn McDonald. I am your host. You've been listening to Money Making Conversations Masterclass with Rashawn McDonald. Always remember to lead with your gifts. Money Making Conversations Masterclass is a presentation of 3815 Media Incorporated. You are now tuned into the Money Making Conversations Minute of Inspiration with Rashawn McDonald. Hi, I'm Rashawn McDonald from Money Making Conversations Masterclass with your daily Minute of Inspiration. This week I sat down with financial motivator and founder of Mind Right Money Management. 
Ash Cash. He talks about the importance of not letting your past and how people view you determine your future. Um, I have a bunch of my friends who are dead or in jail because they were they too had the similar background, but instead of you know taking their destiny in their own hands, they listened, you know. And and so for me, you know, one of the reasons why I wanted to write this book was because um, there's somebody right now uh, who's going through something, right? Who you know who thinks they're not worthy. Someone who looks at me and says, "Oh my God, look at this guy! He's got get this guy like this is the guy who, who's doing all this awesome stuff." I, I believe I could do it, and so that was one of the reasons why I decided that it was time to tell the story. If you want to listen to this full interview with Ash Cash, it's available on MoneyMakingConversations.com.